Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, the preseason is upon us. This Friday, the Detroit Lions will be hosting the Buffalo Bills. That's right. We are one month away from the start of this Detroit Lions Super Bowl season. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about training camp, Calvin Johnson, Fall Hall of Fame, uh, speech for a little bit. We are covering all of it. And then we, we are looking forward to on Friday for the Lions first preseason. We cannot wait. So sit back, grab your Kool-Aid, relax. It's time for the pod. Drinkers, we are back. It is August 9th when we are recording this, and we have a lot to talk about. Training camp and a little Hall of Fame induction ceremony uh, by a guy nicknamed after a Transformer that you might be We'll get into all that, but before we do, I'm Big Z. Let's go around to the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. We got Connor. Hey. UJ. Hi, everybody. And Rudd Dog. Yo. So, gentlemen, we're all here. We are officially a month away from the start of the NFL season. Preseason game number one is this Friday. Um, and that, that is the Lions hosting the Buffalo Bills. Um, and that game will be on NFL Network uh, for, for folks that are interested in knowing where it is. And that is at 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern. So uh, just a you know, little information on top of this podcast for you. This is also an informative podcast as well as entertaining uh, so, uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, nothing but information, uh, coming at you, but gentlemen, before we get into training camp, uh, which there's a lot to talk about a new signing, a few, a lot of injuries, uh, we'll get into all that. But before we do Calvin Johnson, uh, Megatron inducted in the hall of fame, only the second guy ever to play 10 years or less in the league and be inducted on the first ballot in the hall of fame. Who was the other guy? Barry Sanders. Sanders? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so two Detroit Lions that retired what a lot would a lot would consider early. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a mark of honor or <laughs> dishonor. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I guess it's prideful. I don't know. Um, and Calvin Johnson, we know, and we've talked about at length on here about his issues still with the Detroit Lions, but he still had a lot of good things to say in his speech. Um, you know, they yeah. can Lions fans, they can staff and thinking all his teammates. He's still really close with a lot of his Lions teammates. It was cool yeah. on Lions uh, social media. See all the people coming out with stories about Calvin or their favorite stories about Calvin Johnson. 
Uh, so there, just a lot of cool stuff. Uh, really cool to see his highlights again. You know, the triple coverage, uh, catch the between triple coverage and everything like that. Uh, I, yeah. I, I was curious if you guys had any opinions on his speech uh, in general here before we move on to training camp. Maybe from what I heard of it, it seemed uh, like he still has a lot of respect for the city of Detroit and the fans, which ultimately is what matters to me as a fan. Um, I know he plugged his weed business a little bit and was talking about the benefits of cannabis. You know, that's whatever. Oh, yeah, but, of course. Um, <laughs> it was cool to see. I think Rayola was there, and I know Stafford was there and some others. So it, it was a – from what I saw of it, I didn't see the whole speech. It uh, it's checked all the boxes for me. Hopefully there wasn't a marching band there for Rayola to flip off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there was. was the I saw a picture of him in there. He's, look, he's looking pretty big, too. Bigger than he's playing with days. I mean, for you guys, is Calvin Johnson the best wide receiver you've ever watched on on in person? Uh, yes, I would say yes. I've never Did seen Randy Moss, so yes. I would say How so. about on TV then? In highlights, would you? I mean, it, who who would you take, Randy Moss or Calvin Johnson in a draft? Yeah. At their I prime? think Calvin. the world would take Randy Moss, but I would take Calvin Johnson. I would also I take Calvin and, and use him better than the Lions did. I think he was so misused so many times. I would say he's slightly more gifted than Randy Moss physically. Oh, I think he was. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. The guy was. He, he earned his name on Megatron because that guy was just a beast. He was unreal. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes we forget how good that guy was. Man, go back and watch some highlights. I'm telling you, it's just fun to watch. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. I think sometimes even uh, maybe he was too much of a safety blanket for Stafford too. You know, mm-hmm. Stafford knew he could throw right. the ball up there and. I mean, it just shows because the next year when Calvin was gone, Stafford had probably his best statistical year. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, either way, it was he was a lot of fun to watch while he was here. And I, I do appreciate his time here. And, and he deserves the the Hall of Fame. So good for him. Well, UJ, that's what Joe Lombardi was trying to instill. Use the whole offense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this boy. is a reminder that Joe Lombardi has a second chance at offensive coordinator. So if you guys want something to watch out for, uh, the San Diego Chargers, the San Diego Chargers, Joe Lombardi. Uh, oh, no. Who in their right mind would give him a gig? I it's hope they go 0 in 17. And now it's after Justin Herbert, a lot of people consider the, you know, the best young quarterback in the NFL, like really like as in young, young. Yes. Like, this, he's a he's he broke every rookie quarterback record last year. And then you bring in Joe Lombardi as your offense coordinator. I can, uh, I can I ruin that kid. Oh boy. Too- the only good thing Joe Lombardi ever gave to us was that, uh, that video that people put the subtitles over that Mexican guy with the silly laugh. I heard they got a uh, Jim Bob Cooter on standby though. In case oh, no. no. <laughs> Well, Bob will be happy. Rub the Man, Bob, Bob's not here to defend Jim Bob. Right now, so. That's why I got to get that zinger in because he can't defend himself. <laughs> um, but, you know, Justin Herbert did have all those big numbers uh, with Anthony Lynn as the head coach uh, and helping run the offense there. And now he's our office coordinator. So hopefully we get some uh, good results. I, I don't know how much it had to do with Anthony Lynn or not, but I, I guess time will tell. Uh, but speaking of the, so Calvin Johnson, I mean, we've spoken about him so much here. I don't think we need to go too much more at length right now. Uh, the, Sheila camp was there. They have a team party after the hall of fame. Uh, so, you know, hopefully maybe there's some mending of the fences happening. I just, it's bad for both sides. It doesn't make sense. Uh, overall, like the lions offered him 
to, to pay him back one and a half million over three years. But as a result, then he would have to like attend up like a bunch of events and stuff like that. He said, no, I want my money. And then we can discuss that stuff after hmm. the fact. <laughs> oh, geez. Sheila should have got him backstage with a nice big blunt and they could have smoked it out. And... That's what they <laughs> should do. That'd be awesome if like that was his return video. He's like smoking <laughs> on screen or something. Oh my God. Hey, Lions fans, hey, I'm back. Sheila, what's up? <laughs> kind of like that Joe Burrow one where he's sitting with a cigar, but Calvin oh, yeah. with a, a joint. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Lions training camp 2021. A lot to talk about here. Um, the first thing I want to discuss is injuries. There is a uh, lot of them. Cornelder, uh, not having a good camp, but hurt. Uh, Quinton yeah. Dunbar has been out of, for a while, uh, tending to a family matter, so he hasn't even been around, not for injury reasons. So Lions really thin at cornerback. Uh, decided to sign Mikel Roby Coleman uh, to a one-year deal, who has some familiarity with Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. Uh, from the days of the Saints, and then a little bit of time with the Rams as well. If you don't know that name, you might remember a play yeah. in the Saints-Rams game where there was a pass interference call that was never called uh, on the Rams. That was uh, Akel Roby Coleman uh, the committing the pass interference that didn't get called, called and then end up helping the Rams. More like a mugging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was crazy. End up helping the Rams go to the Super Bowl, uh, and then they lost the Super Bowl, but uh, nonetheless, who, who knows what happened, but th- that's where you might have heard the name before, and now the Lions have that famous pass interference guy on their team. Is, uh, if you can bring that uh, <laughs> protection from the refs over, then I'm all for it. Hey, good point. Yeah. <laughs> we could use some of that. Um, so speaking of more injuries, Jamar Jefferson uh, left t- today's practice. This is August 9th. Uh, we're recording this on Monday uh, with a leg injury. Apparently, by all accounts, he's been having a really good camp, so Hopefully it's not a major injury. Hopefully he can get back in there for the preseason. We got a good look at him because I was really looking forward to seeing what he could do in those preseason games when we can yeah. actually uh, watch these guys in person. Uh, but to Z, to be so, fair, though, a lot of these injuries are have been. It seems like the minor type, and they're trying to be cautious with him. You know, so well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, I don't <laughs> think there's been any uh, serious ones as of yet. Uh, Perriman's out yeah. with the hip. No one knows what that is, but I mean, yeah, yeah Cephas. Damian Ratley, Tyrell yeah. Williams, they're all out. Yeah. Uh, Khalif Raymond and Victor Bolden were getting uh, first team reps today. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about the upside to injuries, it's that those guys that might not got it might, might not get a shot in practice uh, get their opportunities at yeah. least. So that that's mm-hmm. always a, a positive out of a negative, uh, especially when the Lions are, you know, have a big competition for the those. Right, four or five wide receiver roster spots. Hey, but you know who's noticeably not on that list? Deshaun Hand, who, mm-hmm. who's a, by yeah. by some reports is having a pretty good uh, camp. So uh, making yeah, some nice plays. Yeah, added twenty so. pounds of weight to uh, to his uh, body this offseason. Yeah. Down. So and if he, we get, he, I'm sorry, if we we get him back though, healthy Deshaun Hand, oh my god, that, that's going to be a huge boost to this defense. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely. I think he thought he could like play like outside a little more by losing that weight, but then it ended up hurting him. I think a little bit with explosion, definitely ex- explosion off the ball and being able to hold the line of scrimmage. So, because he had this yeah. weight before, then he lost it. Now he's got it back on. Uh, so hopefully we get that production that we saw out of him a couple of he years seems, ago. Yeah, it seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder this year, and like he just seems really happy. He kind of alluded to some misery with the Patricia era, like in a press conference the other day, and just. 
He'd yeah. be the first player to admit that he. I know it's shocking, right? But it it he just seems kind of fired up this year, and I, I think that's cool. Yeah. So I hope it works yeah, out. Yeah, that well. seems to be a theme with all these guys, just being that we're there, just being so much happier. I guess he's actually a pretty like outgoing, fun natured guy, but under Patricia, he was so tight lipped and just kept his head down and. It's like it's nice to see some personality coming out of these yeah. guys. Speaking of, per- well, you're not allowed to enjoy football. You know yeah, exactly. Right. Speaking of personality, did you uh, did you guys see the Lions uh, practice at Ford Field and Dan Campbell take the microphone and walk around and talk yes. to the crowd? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We need. And of course, guys. he had to go with some crazy metaphor like, like we're gonna light the flame yeah. and you're gonna pour the gasoline yeah. on, brother. <laughs> you know, it's like is that how you light your fires at home? You pour a bunch of gasoline on them. Oh yeah. yeah. But he's like, you guys, you you know, you you light a fire, you sit down, you have a beer. I'll, I'll sit down, and have a beer with you. But what we do when the fire is low? It's, it's great. It's uh. Did we? Uh, he took a, he's like a WWE wrestler almost the way he like talks <laughs> in the microphone to a big crowd. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, no, Connor. No, we have not. That mentioned that came up uh, since so, our last podcast. Go what ahead. What did he say? What is it? It's two like extra large coffees each with two shots of espresso. Yeah, yeah. eighty. It's, in total, morning. it's eighty ounces of coffee and four shots of espresso. That's wow. that would kill me. Wow, that would Where kill any normal man. Not Dan Campbell. No, where way. is he getting forty ounce coffees from? <laughs> he said Starbucks, but that's only venti. Mucho grande. <laughs> Hey, for Dan Campbell, they they have the Motown special. The legend, yeah, yeah, right, man. Even if it's even if it's not true, the legend grows. Yeah. <laughs> that can't be true. I mean, I, it probably is, but Jesus, he's got like a gas can he fills up every time he goes in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think he goes uh, to the local like wild game meat store uh, somewhere in like yeah. the middle of Michigan and feeds his uh, pet lion. And the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, throws the, he throws bear meat down there for him. <laughs> I love it. I don't know and if Lions geez. actually eat bear, but they will this season. That's oh yeah, sure. they will. <laughs> um, uh, so a couple more injuries to mention as well. Uh, Levi Wunzarike and John Penasini have been out too. Uh, so yeah, that's nice. I hope I want to see Levi out there in the preseason. I just want to see all these guys out there, of course. Yeah, I guess he's shown a few flashes at camp, but he just hasn't been around enough to yeah. really put it all together yet. Yeah. So. Um, not all bad news on injuries, though. Uh, Michael Brockers returned, finally. Uh, Tyrell Crosby's back. Yeah. Jalen Reeves-Mabin, he's back. Uh, he had to do his up, he had to do his 40 up-down still. <laughs> I love how they're making these guys do that. And they brought that new tackle, and I can't remember his name. He's like P.J. Johnson. 330 and they, pounds, and they're making him do 40 up-downs. He said it was... Yep. Everybody had to do 40. And it, and uh, by all accounts, it was uh, he was there a lot longer than Jalen Reeves-Mabin was doing the 40. Um, oh, man. The big one I'm excited about coming back though is Derek Barnes, yep. baby. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be really. Yeah, we need to see I'm what be- he can do. We're all very, yeah, very excited. A playmaking linebacker. Yeah. Can we have one? Uh, we all hope so. The answer is no. <laughs> hey, we drink the Kool Aid on here, Connor. That's right. Come <laughs> on, man. Sorry. Yes. No, we're oh. we have the best linebacking core in, in the league this year. Got hey, you never know. Yeah, you never know. How things play out. Anzalone and Collins and the crew—they're gonna—they're gonna light it up this year. Yeah. Aquara and Flowers, let's go. Yeah. I'll take them. Hey, you know who I'm really liking in Canto for rookies is some honored St. Brown guy. Yes. Oh my. Oh my God. goodness. This kid. He looks like our top receiver. Yeah, that's right. He's got attitude. This certainly on the personality Man, he, of it. Yeah, he's got the attitude that I love, and I think the coach has got to be just eating this up. 
That so. camp battle you had with uh, Akuto, where they went three reps in a row, and then they've been like going to get. They have like a rivalry throughout camp. It's fantastic. I love that. That's great for Akuda too, who needs to get back yeah. in the game. Yeah. Who's also looked good in camp, but yes. But these guys all seem That's to big. be getting a chip on their shoulder uh, that we haven't seen in the last couple of years. You know, so it bodes well, I think, as far as a sheer attitude. But it, you know, it, it's got to show on the field too, obviously. But I, I just think it's going. I just have a good feeling about it. I'm, I could throw this to Rudd Dog. Who do you think uh, by the end of the season has more uh, receptions or a bigger role in the offense, I guess is maybe a better word. Amon Ross, St. Brown, or Cephas? Can I just stop you right there? Oh, I didn't get you quick enough, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Cephas is hurt. It's hard to gauge. Right? Well, Cephas has only been hurt for like a day, and it was because they said he hit his head on the turf, so it's like light percussion, uh, concussion protocol, so I'm not too worried about him right now. Um, I can see them both being actually pretty large factors. I have a, here's what I'm feeling right now. I think it'll be some count one uh the, the number one receiver will be either Perryman or Williams. And then probably Williams. maybe not right away, but then the number two will be Cephas and the slot guy will be St. Brown at some point in the season, maybe by halfway, that'll be like our established lineup. And I I can see both of those guys contributing pretty heavily. With uh, some Ratley thrown in there for, or Raymond thrown in there for some extra speed. Well, I'm, see if it's probably a, a third, the number three wide receiver in your scenario, because you said number one would be Perriman or Williams, so that would make whoever's second the number two receiver, right? Uh, you're, I mean, you're just a suit. I mean, that's just because they're getting, I think they're just getting the veteran status right now. I think. Cephas will win that number two spot. I and, and I actually happen to kind of agree with you here on this yeah. one. I, I do. Uh, Perriman and, and uh, Williams—they're going to have to. I mean, they've they've been bouncing around this league for a reason. I know they're capable and fast and everything, but uh, this uh, Cephas—I think he's got some real skills, man. I think he's going to do some damage here in this league. So yeah, yeah. yeah I say by halfway through the season, maybe maybe sooner, he's going to be an established guy. It's been interesting because Williams and Perriman have both been pretty banged up most yeah. of training camp. Yeah. So seeing some other guys get these top reps has been fat. Yeah. Especially yeah. Williams. That That's a reason Lions had to you know, I mean, not, not pay him too much. How's Khalif uh, Raymond been doing? Has anyone kept I've heard some good things for him. Uh, he's been going in the slot, doing slot work, and okay. uh, showing some speed. Well, you know, that's a speed thing. And he's got the punt situation seemingly unlocked from what i can tell so he'll definitely make the roster as a return man and then i i see him you know rotating with uh st brown maybe yeah. having the spot in the beginning i don't know st brown is coming on so damn strong uh it's hard to doubt that guy yeah for sure i don't uh yeah it'll be it'll be really interesting uh what happens with the whole wide receiver core i, I I'm, I'm just really interested yeah. in, in the pre- in the preseason game this Friday. Uh, so let me mention a couple more things before we talk about that, I guess. Um, number two quarterback spot, still really a, a battle. Uh, still by, uh, this is by multiple uh, reporters' accounts that David Blau looks like the better of the two, especially the deep mm-hmm. vertical throws downfield. So that's uh, that's encouraging uh, if you're a David Blau fan or a Purdue person. Uh, uh, it, You know, it. The backup quarterback's been big the last couple of years because of Stafford injuries. Uh, hopefully, it's not a factor this year. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, definitely. But we all think they're only going to go with two quarterbacks, right? So it's still something to watch, and definitely yeah. something to watch for in the preseason. Uh, yeah, 
They seem to think Boyle has the lead in the athletic, but I don't know. I heard he's, yeah, I mean, definitely physically, but it sounds like he's not all that accurate at camp right now. Mm. I mean, it's early in camp, so it's still too hard to parse out where all this is going. Blau's having, by all counts, the best camp of any of the quarterbacks, even really golf, so from what I've read. And so, I mean, I mean, just because he's been throwing some more consistent deep balls and stuff, but golf seems to be working up to more deep balls. But, I mean, I'm just saying it's going to be – an interesting battle and it's just still too early to tell really where it's going right and uh one of the notes i had here uh you know you kind of gather all the observations from all these reporters uh jared jared goff uh, you know people say he doesn't have a, a strong arm or something like that but uh there was a throw in the um camp this week that traveled over 60 yards in the air uh and completed it to tyrell williams so the arm strength is there, and that, and by all accounts, it wasn't even a like a strong throw in terms of like it was a little wobbly out of the hand, so it wasn't like even his best throw, and the guy can still Basically air it out six yards. It. Uh, so yeah, that's encouraging. I think the problem with Goff in the past too is his willingness to throw it deep. Uh, there's been a lot of reports up there that, and. This is also in a comparison to kind of Stafford. Like we we heard the story from Darren Olofsky, like there's a guy like open nine yards deep, and then Stafford would throw it twenty yards down the field and said the tighter coverage because he thought he had the arm strength to pull it off. Yeah. Jared Goff would be the guy that probably hits the nine yard route instead of that twenty yard route. That would be a big difference between the two. Uh at least that's what's been pointed out or people point out might be the difference between the two quarterbacks. We'll see if that yeah. plays out. Uh but I think that was part of the complaints in St. Louis and Sean McVay is that he wouldn't take those deep shots uh, and and risk turning the ball. And, of course, he would turn the ball over more probably by not taking the risk at the same time. Kind of a double-edged yeah. uh, sword. But so he does have the arm strength, Is but can the Lions coaches put him in the right position to show it off and do it well? Uh That'll be a big question for this upcoming season. You know, you know, we're going to miss too. Uh, I mean, I hate to bring this up, this Stafford stuff, because we've beat it to hell, but uh, we're going to miss that beautiful spiral that he used to throw. Stafford did the most beautiful spirals, man. They were the sweetest. Oh, yeah. pa- I have a th- feeling we're going to see a lot more wobbly, Bullets. wobbly Bullets stuff through there. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't care if, nice spiral. if our guys get it, but Stafford threw the most beautiful ball I've ever seen. But anyway. I just had to throw that in there. That throw uh, <laughs> against the Kansas City Chiefs between the four guys. One of the best. Yeah. That's a tight that's spiral. A... <laughs> that's as tight yeah. a spiral as we ever see. Uh, it's just some yeah, Stafford threw bullets. But uh, anyway. Yeah, sometimes to his detriment uh, as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. That's true. As long as Steph hit, We'll see with golf. Golf hits his receivers, uh-huh. I'll be plenty happy. It's fine. As as I, I mean, like... go ahead, Connor. No, I was just gonna say, like, you never know. Like, new coaching staff, like, fresh start for him. You could, you right. can coach some things out of him. So, Definitely. you know, we just don't know. Yeah. Plus, he's got maybe the one of the best up and coming safety blankets in the NFL right now. Because who else is having another monster camp and looking ready to ascend even higher? T.J. Hawkinson, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. do we think T.J. Hawkinson gets eighty plus receptions by the end of this year? Is he the number one target in this offense? You I think so. It. Right. He's probably their best receiving target, I think. I predict, he's I, gonna, think that's close. I predict he's gonna be the next one to be doing head and shoulders commercials. <laughs> <laughs> he's, All these tight ends get commercials. He, he he's got such nice hair. He was in that grill yeah, commercial so like for a split second with George Kittle. 
Yeah. yeah. He didn't say anything. Sure. He was in the background. Though. I want to see him with Troy Palomalu <laughs> doing head and shoulders commercials. Did you see Troy Palomalu's like Hall of Fame? The the bus, the the statue, the head statue. They called the bus. Uh, it had his big hair on there. It was, it was actually well done. I thought. Did you see the one with Peyton Manning with his yeah, huge he forehead? <laughs> <laughs> big forehead and a little piss, and a little pissed off. That was hilarious. That's not hey, real, his speech is was pretty funny too. It, I don't know if you guys he did saw have a good speech. speech. He had a good speech. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone booed Tom Brady at his speech. <laughs> uh, it was cool that Tom Brady was there for his uh, speech, though. That yeah, cool. that's cool. <laughs> um, was that real though? Or was that Photoshop? It was a little Photoshop. The the one going around. I know he's got uh, a big forehead, but the forehead, yeah, it wasn't as stretched out as the one that listener <laughs> text said that was said. It, it's it's <laughs> not that egregious. Uh, Pretty funny though. Uh, yeah. Um. So, moving. Uh, l- let's move on now, just to what we're looking forward on Friday. What what are some what are some things that we're looking for on Friday in the first preseason game? I'll start off with you, Red Dog. What is the one thing that you're really looking for here? Hmm. Uh, well, due to injuries and stuff, there, some of the defensive units aren't going to be at full strength. So I, I think the O line. I'm just excited to see the the first string O line against uh, an opponent, another team for the first time. See how Sewell and Vitai get hold down that right side and see some see some big holes blasted open. I think that could be. You know, really exciting to see. They'll only get a sh- maybe a couple drives, but probably that's one what drive. I, most I would imagine not if, more than one. They said if maybe that. a quarter. I heard they might get a quarter. So. Quarter, wow. Yeah, yeah so that is a little more. We're saying a quarter. Right yeah, now. that's what they said on Kyle Mikey on MLive said they're going to get a quarter. <laughs> but we'll see. But that, yeah, I just want to see this old line get out there and see Sewell suit up against the enemy for the first time. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really exciting to see our uh, yeah our offensive line out there. They're, they are what the strength of our offense should be. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they, they better perform well in the preseason. It's all, <laughs> it's all or nothing. Preseason game one. Uh, yeah. Right. Everything's yeah. online. Remember when we went four and in the preseason and then went on. Oh, yeah. preseason. Oh, oh, I forgot Connor. <laughs> preseason champ. Yeah, baby. We got the trophy. Uh... UJ, you have that t-shirt, don't yeah. you? Lions preseason champs. Lions preseason 2008. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, UJ, what what are you looking for in this first preseason game here? Well, actually, I kind of agree with Rod Dog a little bit. I was kind of looking to see how the offensive line works together, and I'm hoping they can pop a couple nice holes for the running backs. I, I just like to see a, a few nice little runs, you know, seven, nine, twelve yard type runs, you know. That would be nice. And and I'd like to see uh, <laughs> Goff just look comfortable back there. You know, I'm I'm not expecting anything big. Uh, they're only going to play a couple series probably, but. Uh, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I think the defense is going to be a work in progress, so I wouldn't expect a whole lot there. But I would like to see the guys uh, running around f- playing fast, you know. And uh, I hope I hope to see some of that, uh, even if they're making mistakes. I'd like to see them. They always seem so tentative last couple of years under Patricia. I'd, I'd like to see these guys just playing just fast, you know. And, and my one last thing I would say, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how Akuda looks now, the new Okuda, uh, cause, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking him up really big this year and he's yes. got, got a new attitude and everything. And I, I, I just really am excited to see him actually, you know, play at the top of his game. So, you know, you know, who else is getting talked up a lot too in camp is a, a warrior as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I was going to ask you that big Z. So do we, do we, how do we feel about a warrior Okuda one, two, whichever one that I don't even care about the order. Just do you think there'll be the starting 
two cornerbacks. Yeah, right. From what I've right read, now, it looks that really, seems like it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, that definitely seems like where it's uh, trending. I, I, I thought Dunbar might be the one that uh, competes for it, but he has been there, so yeah. <laughs> uh, hard to compete when you're not physically present. So I definitely like the younger guys holding mm-hmm. it down though and becoming our core for the future better than that. But yeah, Mike Ford will probably be that third guy just running around. Yeah, yep, trusty uh, emergency cornerback Mike Ford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's looking good by all accounts. Not necessarily great in coverage, but doing a lot of like n- taking out screens and stuff he's like so. that. They did name the stadium after him, so you know <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so. I forgot about that's that. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's go Connor. Let's go to you. What are you looking for on uh, Friday? Um, so personally, I don't take a ton of stock in preseason. So I like to look for individuals. Um, I'm excited to see Penny Sewell out there and Ali McNeil. I'm really excited to see get some game action. Um, and the other two would be St. Brown and Akuda. I'm just really curious to see them like in actual game situations. See, uh, if what we've seen in camp is going to hold up. Like that's intriguing to me. I don't know if you guys uh, follow the athletic every year. They have an article that comes out called the NFL freaks list. Uh, they take a list of about 10, 15 guys from around the league uh, after a couple of weeks of training camp that have been uh, pointed out to this reporter as like someone that's like kind of a freak athlete to watch out for. Uh, and Ali McNeil was on that list for them. Okay. Uh, toes. The hype just keeps growing around him. Yeah, like yeah. every day, people get more excited. So I'm really excited. You see the build on that guy, though. God, man. I'm not I saying he, he, I'm not saying he can be, you know, like an Aaron Donald. But if you can get some of that type of pressure up the middle that yeah. Aaron, Aaron Donald uh, does with remarkable consistency, <laughs> um, if you can get even half that production or a, a quarter of that production, Aaron Donald has. First of all, that'd be better than anything we've had in like the last ten years up the middle or. Eight, eight years or whatever um but i mean second of all i mean if you get pressure up the middle on a quarterback that makes your cornerbacks better yep. everything in the back end better in the passing game the the ram said aaron donald is the best cornerback that they have <laughs> yeah. yeah the quarterback has to get rid of it in two seconds otherwise aaron donald's gonna be there to sack you up the middle yeah plus the lee mcneil's what 330 pounds so it's a, di- a little bit different yeah, comparison it's definitely different uh, but like i mean that's why he's so unique. There's not many guys that are 330 pounds that can move like him in in the history of the NFL. So Right. And and just to highlight one more part about McNeil before we move on, is I love the the camp battle going on between him and Rag now. Like that is mm-hmm. going to be such a great competition to build each other up. And by all accounts he's pushing Rag now, but Rag now still kind of keeping him in check cuz he's such a stud. <laughs> Absolutely, and especially when you go against uh, good offensive lines, uh, like especially Green Bay, uh, who is always a consistent offensive line. Although Green yeah. Bay has a, a rookie center this year, uh, so hopefully our rookie can get after him. But we can have those conversations mm. later. Yeah, yeah. Eat him up. Fight off with kneecaps. So what I'm looking for, forward for, or what I'm looking for in the preseason game on Friday. Um, I, I wanted to say Lee McNeil, uh, just because we've been hearing so much hype about him. I wanted to see him actually on the field, uh, kind of put the words uh, to action. And then I, I really wanted to see him and Levi and Wunzerike out there together. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen with Levi's injury. Uh, I'm really interested to just see the defensive alignments in general. Uh, I, I'm really curious to see 
you know, who's playing stand up on the edge for us, uh, who's got their hand down in the five. So, and by the five, I mean like the, the, the edge player that has their hand down to lined up over the tackle, not necessarily like that wider guy that might be standing up. Uh, so I, I'm really interested just to see that, uh, how, how often we'll, we might be blitzing. And then a guy that we uh, mentioned who's fighting for his uh, roster spot, uh, Jelani Tavai, can he stand out at all? Can he make plays? Can he finish yeah. a tackle? I want to see if Will Harris has learned how to tackle in the last uh, nine <laughs> months. I'll be really interested to see that and our and our safeties and Tracy Walker and Will Harris. Can they can they make plays? Can they be around the ball and uh, you know because seventy I mentioned before seventy nine missed tackles last year from the safety position. Uh, granted, that's way more opportunities than a lot of other safeties in the league get because of our terrible front seven last year. Um, or it could have been scheme, but uh, I, I'm re- I'm really f- interested to see how individuals perform on defense. But with the note with the note of Tavai uh, and Will Harris specifically. Hey, uh, Big Z, to to that point, uh, did everyone see the depth chart came out? The first depth chart and Tracy Walker or Will Harris is the other starting safety next to Tracy Walker yep. as of right now uh... for the game. So. They're obviously giving him a chance here. He, everyone likes to give this guy a chance. <laughs> so hopefully these guys actually hey, get it out of him. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a clean slate this year after the Patricia years. So, oh, absolutely. So I'm no, going to give some slack until he shows that he still sucks. But uh, he, he well, might not suck anymore. Well, with, without right. a pass rush, those safeties are just getting torched all year. So it's just hard mm-hmm. to know. No doubt. Right. No doubt yeah. about it. And I'm sure everybody here, I mean, you don't need – me to tell you the stats necessarily your eyes could tell you that the lions were one of the were the worst in terms of time to pass for a quarterback uh, or opposing quarterbacks against the defense uh we were number one by a wide margin <laughs> so, full game prevent <laughs> break but don't bend defense uh, oh. <laughs> just snap right away the moment yeah, there's any right. pressure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so it's exciting, though. Uh, the preseason oh, yeah. is upon us. I'm sure we will have a lot to talk about next week yeah. when the preseason, our first preseason game uh, occurs. And again, that is Friday. That is in Detroit, uh, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern. That will be on the NFL Network if you have it. If not, I'm sure you can find a stream somewhere online, uh, legally or not legally. <laughs> <laughs> on the open uh, seas, as they say. Right. Uh, so... Yeah, NFL preseason is upon us. That means football. I mean, the Hall of Fame game was the other day. So football is uh, here. It, I love this is the time of year where you hear like 30 times that football is back. <laughs> so, yeah. I love hearing that. Uh, Every I, broadcast. I don't, I don't get tired of it, honestly. I, I uh, It's a great time. It's a great time. The, the summer the summer winding down, maybe – Maybe not great, just because summer we love summer, but uh, at the same time that means football's <laughs> ramping up, so it's uh, yeah, bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love it. We love our Lions, and we can't wait thirty days until the Super Bowl season starts. The unexpected oh, Lions, one hundred eighty to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think I said no, one hundred thirty to one. Either oh, way, it's ridiculous. That's easy money. Easy money. That's the house. <laughs> I read an article, um, I think it was on Yahoo, about a guy in Detroit that put $1,000 in the Lions that won the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and 130 to one odds. So, he, he stands to win a lot of money. That guy's uh, going to so. be rich. If Dan Campbell and, wins a Super Bowl in year one, will he ever be fired? 
Like, does he have a no. lifetime contract at that point? I think whatever coach wins the Super Bowl with the Lions has a lifetime. He'll be the greatest coach that ever lived. And ever. It might be the, the next Lions coach to win a playoff game might be the greatest coach that ever lived with our history. Also, that's a Rothstein. Literally... <laughs> yeah, Mike Rothstein, if you're listening out there, you were wrong, buddy. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for the podcast here. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Please follow us on there. Um, we will be ramping up our posts as the season starts getting closer. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe, please download, and please leave a review. Uh, we, re- we really always appreciate that, and the feedback that you can give us uh, would be incredible and welcome of course hey so hey gentlemen we'll be on next week reacting to everything after this first preseason game i'm sure we will have plenty plenty to talk about as the nfl season a month away so thank you everybody for listening and last but not least as always go go That's beautiful. Yeah. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go. Go.